Brad offered to buy Jane dinner, or to take her to his place and make dinner for her. He even offered to have soup and sandwiches with her and Pat at her place if that's what she preferred. But Jane turned down all his suggestions, saying her stomach was a bit off and she wasn't going to eat. He pulled into her driveway, noticing the nondescript sedan parked across the street, and waved at the man sitting behind the wheel. Jane had given the security company a description of him and his car, and made sure they had his license plate number, too. I miss you, he said, parking the car but not getting out. Don't, Brad, please. Don't put us through any more what-ifs. What if I think we're worth it? The aftermath of what happened between us hurt me too much. Can you swear to me that you'll never hurt me like that again? Can you guarantee that we'll never make that mistake again? Can you honestly tell me that you don't look at me differently now that we've had sex? Of course not. He knew better, and so did she. He didn't speak. The expression on her face mirrored one from Emily's sweet face, one that haunted his nightmares. Back then, he hadn't known what to do about it. Now he did. He gave up. Because the pain behind that look was something he was never, ever going to cause again. The knock on Jane's window had him throwing himself across her body before he'd even known he'd moved. It was the man from the unmarked sedan, Walt's man. Brad recognized the uniform and backed off while Jane rolled down the window. I'm sorry to bother you, ma'am, but I'm supposed to let you know that a package arrived for you at work today. Your assistant turned it over to Detective Thomas, who said that it contained a white powdery substance. They sent it for testing, but wanted you to be aware. We should check your mailbox here to make certain that it's clean. And then we're recommending that you stay home from work tomorrow, at least until the results come back from the lab. This time the look on Jane's face wasn't because of Brad, but he didn't hate it any less. I'm staying here tonight, he said. I don't want you in there alone. No, Jane's voice was strong. You are not. I will not be terrorized out of my home, out of my life. Her voice might be a little shaky, but the determined glint in her eyes was not. She allowed both men to go through her mail. After they found nothing suspicious, she unlocked her front door, waited while the security officer checked every room, and then locked herself inside, alone. But she didn't want to be alone. Brad was sure of that much, and was waiting for her call later that evening when his cell rang. What's up? he said, answering on the first ring. Brad? Jane? He glanced at the screen. Yes, it was her. But he'd never heard that tone in her voice before. Fear? Shock? He couldn't place it, but his heart was pounding as he reached for his keys and headed for the door of his office. What's wrong? I... are you... busy?'